Hello, welcome to the Millwood Melodrama Podcast, where we talk all things Pretty Little Liars Original Sin. I'm Fatima. I'm Leslie. And I'm Jasmine. Today we'll be discussing episode three, titled Aftermath. So this starts off right where the last one left off. Um, after Karen's body hits the floor, everyone is kind of running away except for the main girl, similarly to how it happened in the flashback. Um, and then they go out into the hallway and discuss a little bit of like should we tell people what we saw Imogen lets them know that she saw someone push her whereas everyone else just saw that Karen was up there with the bucket I like uh, the beginning of this episode to be honest I like the, the ending of last time I remember I said It was very weird and very, very, uh, like, I was like, no one's going to stand there. Everyone's going to run. But how they showed the way that, like, the audio was going, how Imogen just couldn't hear anyone or anything because she was so in so much panic. That did make a lot more sense than how it had ended last time. Mm -hmm. Like, I can get why Imogen didn't run away because it's like when something like this happens you have like the fight flight or freeze and hers was very much the freeze so it makes sense um and I think it was done better this time than it was in the previous episode or also with the moms in the flashbacks no yeah I feel like it's very realistic like the way Imogen just stood there because like people respond differently to like certain traumatic events and like I feel like if I was her, I'd probably just stand there in shock as well or not being able to move or someone was probably going to have to take me away. Same. And then this is a moment where they kind of connect it and see that maybe it hadn't been Karen who was doing the things to them, but A, and that kind of starts the ball rolling for everything else. That's when they all get the message, right? Yes. But yeah. I believe we see it in the last episode, not in this one. Oh, okay. But it's finally the where it's signed off as A, right? Yes. All the girls are going home. So you have Sydney talk to Tabby and Imogen and ask, like, oh, was it Karen who died? You had um, Sheriff Beasley questioning Kelly about what her sister was doing up there um Elodie talks to Mouse basically every single of one of the moms is talking to the daughter about what happened at the day Kelly tells her dad that Karen had been going through something no yeah she says maybe she killed herself I mean I thought that was weird but also how are you gonna explain that um oh yeah she had a plan to like embarrass the pregnant girl I'm going to guess she was just kind of hoping that wouldn't come up. And if people were like, why does she have a bucket of paint? She's going to be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, I can't think of any other reason how she was going to, like, play that off, to be honest. It did have me thinking about um the whole Kelly is Karen, Karen is Kelly theory. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It just made me question it a little bit more. Because I was like, well, I feel like the parents, at least the mom, would recognize which one of her daughters is which. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I I feel like they would they wouldn't be confused over like yeah that's Karen or that's Kelly. But I feel like also um whoever well we don't know yet but I'm 
Kelly. Kelly just looked very guilty. Like, she looked like she felt responsible for what had happened. No, she did. And I think it's, I guess it could be played off as, oh, she feels responsible because Kelly is the one who came up with the plan. But it also kind of feels like a, oh, that should have been me and her place because maybe they did switch. Yeah. Also, I just want to say, I have finished the show at this point. All 10 episodes have come out, but I'm going to pretend like I have no clue what's happening. Okay. Oh, but I did like that scene that went from one of the houses to the other. I thought it was filmed in a good way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that was very good directing directing style. I did find a weird, I don't know who was it that walked in and her mom was like, what happened to the dads? She's like, we just ate pizza after. What do you mean? Tell her what happened. I feel like I would tell my mom, like, oh, my God, something horrible happened. I did just leave it at that. Like anything, yeah. But like, then also, like, fi- find out what happened because, like, I'm pretty sure the school's gonna send out an email or something. Oh yeah, and it's also gonna be like on the news. Yeah, and it's such a small town, and like they're probably just because Emerson was gonna win in that moment. I find it hard to believe that one person wasn't recording it. Mm-hmm. Like that just feels like something would happen. I, I think back to school dances, and people always recorded stuff like that. But yeah, I also would have told my mom. But also, I'm just like nosy and like she's small. So, you know, I'm like, yes, mom, here, have the tea. <laughs> yeah. Me too, to be honest. And then when she was like, we just ate pizza after. I think, did she say we ate pizza or we ate? I think she I did. Think she just said we ate pizza. I was like, do you guys not get tired of pizza? Because like, that seems like it's the only restaurant you guys have in town. It and probably- every every single time that I see you, you're eating a slice of pizza. And I ate pizza yesterday, and I can't think of eating pizza again until, like, the next week or in two weeks. I just ate pizza right now. I had leftover pizza from, like, two days ago. <laughs> I have a leftover, actually, too. I haven't from yesterday, but but it's, like, I would I would get so sick of it. Like, especially if it's, oh, I grew up in the sun, and all we have is a stupid pizza restaurant. Because Imogen's mom lied about a new restaurant opener, opening up. And I got my hopes up. <laughs> You're still with that. Um, but also, I guess if it's like a hangout, we would always go to like Starbucks and Boulevards after school for like our drinks and our fries. But like the a fry fries mm-hmm. isn't like a full meal. It's just like a, a snack. Side. Yeah, like you don't you won't get tired of eating like a snack every day that's a little well maybe yeah it's like every single day but it's like it's different because we at least had different appetites we had different courses we had different meals sometimes we eat a burger sometimes pizza sometimes we wouldn't eat at all sometimes we eat a bagel from starbucks sure sometimes we'd eat our cakes we ice cream cake didn't one time we even we even went to fucking um oh my god our cards we went to taco bell we did yeah we never went i remember we always wanted to go to northgate and get the stuff from there but we never did that no we didn't like the chicken nuggets and fries right yeah we had a lot of options and we are, we did we more than one restaurant in our town. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a video call. Imogen wonders if she should tell if they should tell Karen's dad that the girls are like, no, A told us to keep our mouth shut, so we should. 
And then that's when Imogen realizes that Karen was framed. And Baron's like, well, the bitch had it coming. So she has no remorse there. And then Imogen ends up in Tabby's bedroom at the end. Beacon confesses that when her mom died, she left the A in her blood and points out that like the A was in the posters and also is what the text was so that everything has to be connected. Mm-hmm. I do think it's best for them to probably keep quiet about A right now because you saw that A was willing to kill so maybe you should listen like I feel like A is probably a little bit scarier than Sheriff Beasley at this point mm-hmm. and then also like Sheriff Beasley whatever like he just lost a daughter and he knew that her there well his daughter didn't have a great relationship with those girls so if like them, like Imogen and her friends come up and like try to explain what, the situation that happened, I doubt Sheriff Beasley would even listen to them or would even believe them. That's true. You just think they're probably trying to cover up and would probably just make them yeah. look more guilty. Mm-hmm. So on to Monday, the school is holding um, an assembly to honor Karen. And they say that she's like a beloved member of the community and she will be missed. And then A is underneath the bleachers and reaches out for Imogen's leg. But she does get a chance to like move out of the way and go to the bathroom. Um, and then there she sees Kelly. And Kelly said that she just didn't want to stay home with her mother. Um, this is where Imogen brings up her mom and like talks to Kelly about the flyer and is like, do you know anything about this? And then Kelly gets mad because she's like, bro, my sister just died. Like, chill it with the flyer. Oh my god, that's I was like, read the fucking room. Right now, no one cares about your mom. Right now, we care about Karen. As much as we don't like her, she's the one who just died. Please, leave your investigation for another day. And it's like, she hasn't even bothered trying to investigate that before. And I know it's only because, like, now the, the new information that she's gotten from, like, A. But it's still, like, you could have waited at least a week to bring this up. Shit, at least a day more. Like, if you especially, like- <laughs> especially to the sister of like the girl that just died. Yes, it's very like me, 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 me. Like, this is my problem. Like, forget your sister, my mom, though. And she had the audacity to look shocked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you mean, Kelly? You don't care. How could you not? It's not like you're under distress right now. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. When when Imogen started asking her, I started laughing because I was like, "Really? Like, like let her let her grieve before you start asking her all these things that she probably has no clue what they are." Imogen goes to the library with the rest of the girls and people are shocked that Kelly's at school. Um, But they're interrupted when all of their names are called into the principal's office. And then there is Sheriff Beasley and the principal and he's interrogating them about what happened at the theater. Imogen is like, oh, well, we didn't film the video. That was Tyler. So he should be the one you're talking to. But Sheriff Beasley does like mention how Imogen stole the phone, kept it to humiliate Karen, and then Tabby's the one who had to have edited it and be able to 
post post it on the theater for like in the in trailers before the movie. Which like at this point, if anything can be labeled like Karen's breaking point, it would have probably been that video. So I guess it makes sense why they're getting investigated or why people are questioning it. But I do think they should have a lawyer present or like their parents at least. And this did feel like kind of like an ambush. Yeah. Did it was it Farron who was a like, we're not gonna speak until we have a lawyer present? Yes. Yeah. Cause they're also young. So when you're scared, like when you're young and scared, I feel like you're just gonna like say things to try to like, you know, to try to get something off your back. Yeah, and there's a lot of people out there who confessed to crimes they didn't commit. Mm-hmm. if they're coerced into it and that's very easy for kids to happen because they're all like 15 16 there's a lot of people who admit to crimes because they're coerced or it's like they're not given the correct amount of breaks or they're promised other things and when you're younger you're it's much more easy to get coerced into things like that so like good on fair and for asking to have their parents present because like thinking back to the original PLO, they literally would talk to cops and to detectives by themselves all the time. And it's like, y'all need to like think about what you're saying. I also think, um, I don't think cops are allowed to question you without a parent if you're a minor, to be honest. No, I don't think they are either. Because then wouldn't it be just like not permitted in court, like the evidence that you get? Yeah, you need like a parent present. Okay. But um, I do understand, like, he just lost his daughter. But it always, like, during that scene, I was, like, really the same guy who basically told her that she wasn't good enough, that that's the reason why she was losing things. Because if anything, like, he... he made it seem like he was, he loved his daughter so much. And it's like, mm, no. But he also kind of like, responsible for her, like, I mean, right now they think that she killed herself, but he also could have, like, had a, a part to play in it because, like you said, he would always tell her that she wasn't good enough. That's probably why he's looking for someone to blame. And, like, my thing here was, the thing that I wrote down was, like, I think he's clearly too close to this, so maybe get someone else on the case, like, a little too emotional there. Um, Obviously, like, rightfully so, he should be emotional, but, like, maybe that's clouding your judgment when it comes to this investigation. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I actually don't think it's even allowed for you to solve solve something if you're a person of interest. I don't think you're allowed to be like on the case. No, I don't think so either. I think like that's illegal. They don't even let you look at the files or anything. And it's like he can't be the only officer in town. It is Tuesday morning, and Imogen hands over the phone that was Tyler's to Tabby's mom and was like here you go it's the only copy which not true but at least she's handing over the phone I found that scene so annoying I was like why are you smiling at her she doesn't like you right now she took the responsibility of taking you into her household after you lost your mom and the way you repay her is by literally what it seems like right now is like you're literally ruining her daughter's life because ever since you came into this house she's been getting into trouble Mm -hmm. you're right you're right 
so it's like why would you think why would you think smiling at this woman was the right thing to do like and she said it like the the mom uh, sydney she said like sydney was supposed to thank her and be like oh my god this is great thank you so much like she was doing her a favor Minnie runs over and says that, like, in showing them a post, um, not a poster. Minnie runs over to them, showing them a newspaper that said "bullies to death," and it's like kind of blaming the girls for Karen's death because they bullied her. How did people figure that out, though? Like, not saying that they actually had anything to do with it, but like, did people? I don't remember if ever getting out that they might have had a a part to play in it i think what do you mean assumed that they were the ones responsible for the video because imogen was the only one running against karen oh you right. was in charge of the the school the theater thing from school like the double feature so i don't think it's that hard to connect the dots that they were the ones behind it do you want to go on to the next scene it's the moms at the adams house and they're talking about how like none of them are going to get mother of the year and, like, it's a coincidence that all of their daughters met and are now considered partially responsible for the stuff that happened with Karen. I thought that was weird, going back to, like, the house where one of your friends, like, right now they think she killed herself, but I don't think I would ever do that. I wouldn't either. I would, they were like, we had to meet somewhere. You couldn't meet at the pizza spot where you guys always meet? Yes. Instead, they chose the ha- the house where someone was probably killed. Someone that's after them as well. I I did also think that was very, very weird. I agree. It was weird. Um, And also, like, something that caught my eye from this scene is how they're like, oh, it's a coincidence that our daughter's met. But it is such a small town. And... Something to me that I don't know if I mentioned it on here, but it did catch my eye when I was watching it. And it was like they all coincidentally had daughters at the exact same time so that they would be within like the same school year of each other. Oh, my God. I, that's also what I was thinking. Like, what are the odds of them all having daughters the same year and none of them are boys? They all just had daughters. Not one of them was like, well, they can't decide, but it's like not one of them had a boy. By chance. Yeah, it's a little... I mean, is it possible? Sure, but I don't think the... It's very... Like, the... What is it? Probabilities are high. So, back at school, Imogen is talking... Is in the library, and she talks to the librarian to ask for a yearbook of the class of 2000, because that was the year her mom graduated. And she discovers that a lot of the students have the y2k survivors club um under their picture and she falls into like a little rabbit hole of the investigation and finds the location of the rave i thought it was weird that she when she did this investigation or i i'm getting ahead of myself um to me the thing that i thought of was like I'm almost shocked she hadn't seen her mom's yearbook. Like, I know where my mom keeps her yearbook. I know where I keep my high school yearbook. It's like, I don't know. Maybe her mom hated high school so much she didn't have one. Yeah. But 
I mean, she didn't even know that um her best friend's mom was friends with her mom. So <laughs> true. I guess it kind of makes sense. Or that like the new the new squad that she's hanging out with is also all their moms are friends. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's starting to sound like maybe Imogen and her mom didn't have that close of a relationship, probably as to how she thought it was. It just feels like something people would talk about a lot more regularly. Yeah, it was very weird. And um, Madam Jerry kicks Farron out because other dancers don't feel comfortable around her. And to that I say, fuck her. I was like, is that really the reason? Oh, I thought the same thing. Like, I feel like she was just f- trying to find any excuse. Mm-hmm. In the next scene, Sydney and Corey, aka Tabby and Farron's moms, bring Tyler's phone to the sheriff's office and explain why it's Tyler's fault. Um, but the sheriff is like, yeah, but your daughter still used it against mine. So, ha. We also discover that his first name is Tom, which now we know his first name. Um, And Corey asks about the lack of other law enforcement in the room. And she threatens to sue if she sees that there's any like funny business happening, which snaps, snaps for her. Um, But Sheriff Beasley's still like, oh, no, yeah, your daughter's killed mine. So I don't really care. He's so annoying. He is. Yeah, probably my least favorite character at this point. Mm -hmm. Like more dislikable than A. (laughs) I'm trying to think about what I I thought of this series, but I didn't think much of it. I don't think I did. (laughs) It didn't stick with me. Um, the only thing I, I wrote was like, oh my god, so true of her. Like, that was literally it, because I, I agree with everything that Farron's mom said, that he shouldn't be the one in this investigation, but we kind of talked about that a little bit before. Yeah, he. that's true, he shouldn't be. We have Noah and Sean in the locker rooms, and he's angry that she lied about her relapsing, but she lied, well, because she got in trouble for smoking weed, and that was like the whole thing, but it wasn't true. Um, and she denies it, and Noah sarcastically like thanks him for giving her the benefit of the doubt and storms off. And once again, I am out here being like, okay, but Noah and Mouselow because I don't really like Sean. Wait, who's trying to who who's trying to give her the benefit of the doubt? No, Noah gets mad at him for not giving her the benefit of the doubt because she's saying I didn't relapse, like something happened, and he's like, no, yeah, you're a fucking druggie. No, it is that when she tells them about. Is that when he she tells him about her mom? No, that's in the next no, that's room. later. Yeah, that's in her house. There's the locker room. It's also like I've never seen anyone go to juvie for smoking weed. That's so true. Maybe to be fair, I don't think anyone that we knew like got caught. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Or maybe no, but like even people that have gotten caught they've never gone to juvie no but I also smoking weed and then I was like maybe it's because it's a different state different law but even like in those states they don't go to juvie and they also don't get house arrest I don't think that she went to juvie for weed I think it was like a harder drug that's how I took it as. 
Well, they're testing her for marijuana. I think that just it was a harder. If it was no, I think in the second episode, I'm gonna have to rewatch it then. Where they're like, oh yeah, I came back. Like, oh, you're smoking marijuana again. Okay, I I assumed it was like a harder drug, like coke or something. Because then why would her mom not be like, oh yeah, that's my weed. Is weed illegal in Pennsylvania? I think, I think so. I mean, even in California, it's still illegal federally. I mean, true, but no one gives a shit. Yeah, but I think it just depends on the state that you're in. Tabby is talking to Chip, and he says that he doesn't have to drive. Um, and it's still at the movie theater. And Imogen, at this point, has left school and is now at the warehouse um, where the rave happened. She shows up and the front door reads a message that says, "All abandon all hope, ye who enter here in red letters. She enters and she finds that there's a shrine to Angela. The door is shut behind her and she picks up a copy of the Scarlet Letter, finding that Angela Waters took it out multiple times. And I don't know if you want to say something about it. I found it weird that she went by herself. She didn't even tell Tabby or anything. Yeah, I was more shocked that she went by herself than she went out. Like, I could expect her going for sure. But, like, she always has Tabby by her side that it was kind of shocking to me she was by herself. Yeah, also, it's like, if I were getting off that bus and I saw that location and I see how abandoned it was, I'd be like, no, I'm getting back on the bus and I'm going to go tell someone to come with me instead. Especially while pregnant. You don't want to get scared like that. Yeah, she's braver than I am, for sure. And um, I just, I giggled. It was like, abandon all hope peace who enter here. This isn't Shakespearean era. They could have just put anyone who enters, but it did It did give me a little giggle, a little laugh. The person who wrote it was a lit major and they wanted to let you know. It was me. <laughs> when it comes to the Scarlet Letter, because she picks up that book, I was straight up like, oh my God, Angel has a kid. That kid is going to end up being A- because um, the Scarlet Letter is all about someone who has a kid out of wedlock. And I was like, that has to be it. That's what I was thinking, too. I was all like, oh, so they're telling us that Angela was pregnant. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I guess Imogen and Angela aren't that different. Like, in a sense, like, they're both in the same situation in high school. Or, like, so we think. Yeah, that could be an interesting way like, have Angela be almost a parallel to Imogen. Mm-hmm. Um, but she doesn't end up taking the picture because there's a noise, so she runs inside the van um, as A enters, and then there's a mouse on her leg, but she almost screams. A is getting closer, probably going to kill her, but then a dog barks, so A runs away, and Imogen is able to escape. It was just kind of like, of course, something happened, so he doesn't hurt her. Very predictable. I just thought it was weird. It's like, who who do you think, why would you leave? Why would you think that someone is going to enter this abandoned warehouse? You mean with A? Yeah, because it's like, um, I know it was the dog barking and the, the owner being like, come back here. And it's like, you closed the door. The dog's not going to be able to get in. 
And if unless the dog goes in, I feel like then the owner would have been like, fuck, now I have to go inside. But at least if I were the owner, I'd just be like, Bibi, get back here. And if Bibi were to go in, I'd be like, oh, well, I loved Bibi while she was here. But I'm not entering a place that warns me to lose all my hope. You know, it is funny because A didn't seem to care when he was out in the open, but suddenly a dog barks and he's like, oh shit, I gotta run. Uh, yeah, like I can't be seen. At first, I thought maybe it was because that's his like secret layer or whatever, or their secret layer. But um, then, like, you skip over a bit and then you see like the mom's going there. So, yeah so it's like a known place it's not even like a secret place yeah but again like they they didn't really talk about it much so because they were i think the one was it sydney she was like how did you guys even find how did you even find this place and they talked about how like oh we never even read anything about like this y2k party yeah because no one talked about it so it's like it must be pretty well hidden. I feel like only they go there, no one else does. Which is also like, what are the odds of them never bumping into A when they go visit? Yeah. And also, like, if A wants to get rid of them so like bad, there's like the perfect setup for her for for A. Yeah. No, it's like community service. And the sheriff explains to her that she knows Imogen's the one that came up with the idea because she's the one that had the phone. And then Tabby's the one who edited and screened it. So technically, she shouldn't take the fall for that, for what happened. Neither should Minnie and Farron. And if she can get them to back her up in a hearing that, like, it's good for him. And he's like, just keep in mind, you have the more the most to lose here. Which, I mean, he's not wrong. Still kind of an asshole, but he's not wrong. But also, I feel like Beasley, even if, like, Noah and, like, Farron and, like, Mouse were to, like, turn their backs, I guess, on, like, Tabby and Imogen, I don't think Beasley would th- let them off the hook. I feel like if he's, like, right now he's, like, not seeking justice. I feel like he's just seeking revenge. Mm-hmm. So he would probably just, like, put the blame on all of them. Not just the two. Yeah, they would probably get like a harsher sentence. Like they would be responsible for murder or manslaughter, I believe it's under falls under. And the other two would be like accessories or the other three. But. Yeah. But even then you like you know he's not he's still gonna try to do everything to put them all in jail together, even if for the rest of their lives, because when he was talking to his daughter and his wife about it mm-hmm. and he's like expulsion first then jail forever and I was like okay weirdo okay and then I feel like he picked Noah because like he said she technically does have the most like the most to lose so he figured if someone's gonna like rat them out it would be her yeah for sure he knew who to go to. Yeah. 
Now again, there's that that dynamic of like Tabby and Imogen separated from the rest of the group. Yeah. Was it like that in the old Pretty Little Liars? That they were like they tr- they were people tried to pin them against each other, or what do you mean? Or like there is like two that were clearly closer than the others. Oh yes, I would always say that um, Emily and Hannah were probably the closest out of all of them. Mm. Their friendship just felt more real because a lot of the time it felt like they were friends because of A, but it felt like Hannah and Emily were actually friends because they liked each other. The next scene is Tabby asking Wes if he had seen the flash drive and he does admit that he took it before the police could find it. Um, she asked for the drive and Wes is like, well, it's back home. You can come over and get it later. You know, wink, wink. It's like, ew, okay, groomer. That was so uncomfortable. Like, oh my God. Like, he really thinks he can... He get can... up as a 15-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> and that is perfectly normal. Oh my god. Um, the one thing that this show and original PLL have in common is the fucking pedos because they were all over the streets of Rosewood and Millwood to pedo infestation in Pennsylvania apparently. We can go to Farron's home and her parents are arguing about um, whether or not to pull Farron out of Millwood High and Corey's like, well, you should come to Pittsburgh. You have a lot more opportunities here, but Farron is adamant that she wants to stay with her father. Farron is very, very bold in the way she talks to her mom. Like, the way she's like, oh, I forgot to bring this up, but when her mom shows up, she's like, you called mom? He's like, oh, well, you're too busy to ever give a shit. Oh my god, I would not ever speak to my mom like that. If I were to speak to like my mom in any way similar to that, I would I wouldn't say shit. I would be like, oh, because you're too busy to show that you care. It it was very out there, and I think that that just shows that they have a very tumultuous relationship, and it will probably get unraveled in the next few episodes. Because you can't just have someone talk like that to their mother and not have it backed up by anything if you're supposed to root for that character. Yeah, yeah. I was the most interested to see her dynamic with her mom after this episode because there had to be so much more there that we just weren't aware of so far. No, because like how Leslie was saying, like, if I were to talk to my mom like that, oh, hell no. I mean, she would discipline me. (laughs) I was about to say she would beat you. (laughs) Yeah, we can't say that in the Yeah, you can cut this out. (laughs) I get disciplined. I feel disciplined too. It's also like, I feel like it's just a culture thing. Like, I feel like parents that are like from here and raise their kids here, like, I feel like they let their kids walk all over them too. Or maybe that's just the way that my mom made it seem. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I do think it's, it, there's probably some culture to it. Um, yeah. Like American culture, culture is more independent. Yeah. Yeah, not to get super stereotypical here, but I have heard of people being like, well, 
white kids can like talk any way that they want to their parents and it's totally cool and i know that Farron isn't white but like that's usually the stereotype that is presented um whereas when you're a person of color and in that culture it's there's i don't want to say that there's more respect to a parent necessarily but you can't get away with shit like that anywhere close as much um and yeah it's a pretty known thing yeah. it's even more like a person a person of color that's either first generation or second generation but like those um I feel like those Latinos that have been here for like years already like they have so many generations here they're more accustomed to like the American culture of parenting so their kids talk to them in any way they want to like if you're from another country and you're raising your kids here after basically living your whole life in another country you're more used to their like parenting skills which is why we would never get away with yelling at our parents yeah oh my god even cussing at our parents (laughs) yeah is being tato gonna treat you like that leslie i hope i hope not (laughs) no i'm second generation i'm gonna I'm going to speak my truth. I don't know what John wants to do, but I will be speaking my truth. I said to not let a white man silence you. Yeah. Remind him of his place in America. You know. Wait, the baby, right? Not John. Because <laughs> he said that um, you don't know how John's going to let you, like, if he's going to be okay with you doing that. And I said, don't let him silence No, I said, I don't know if he's going to be okay with, like, the baby cussing at him and talking oh, about But at I least with me, you. with me, I will not be letting that child get away with it. Imagine one day we visit you and we just walk in and your kid is, like, cussing both of y'all. <laughs> No, that's horrible. That's not gonna happen. I'm gonna be like, uh, you know that one TikTok, but it's he's like talking, and the mom hits him, and she's like, "Cause I'm not the one." <laughs> no, and he's like crying. You you just have to hear the audio. If you look at like Doctor Miami, he made a he made a video recently where he uses the audio, and that's gonna be me. I'm not the one. You can go ahead and yell at your father like that if you want to, but I am not the one. Something tells me that um, John would totally be okay with it. like Just his vibe? Yeah, like, I don't... He'd be like, all right, whatever. No, I don't think he will, to be honest. I And then it's like, I have my mom's attitude, too. Which is like, it made me think about, like, Farron, like, oh, maybe him her mom is obviously like that because she's like a lawyer she's more she has more of a like defensive attitude mm-hmm. um but I do take on my mom's attitude and I already know that like everything I I would be like god why is my mom so fucking mean about this is gonna be my child at me I'm just like my mom later on Imogen tells all of the girls what happened at the rave and that no one found Angela's body until days later. Tabby's shocked that no one called the police, but Imogen's like, well, maybe. Like, they were shocked. They thought someone else would. Whatever. Um, and then tells her that A was at the warehouse 
and her four rings and it scares the girls and then it's Imogen getting a text from Kelly inviting her to Karen's funeral. I thought that shit was so weird. The invite? Mm-hmm. But then like before that she was just staring at pictures of of Karen and Imogen. And that made me think of Kelly actually being Karen. Because mm-hmm. maybe she wants Imogen there because Imogen reminds her of how it used to be back in the day. And maybe yeah. that's why she's inviting her to her sister's like funeral. But that would be if like Kelly is Karen and not mm-hmm. actually Kelly. Yeah. It did it's like the invite felt very genuine and like she did want her there. And I guess I'm sp- I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but when her mom reacts poorly to Imogen being there, you can tell that she like Kelly or Karen, whoever she is, is shocked by it and feels bad that that's happening. Yes. I think she even apologizes now. Like, oh I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure. The next day, Noah calls Farron and Mouse to the bathroom. And the two girls are confused as to why Tabby and Imogen aren't there, but Tabby explains to them about the discipline hearing and how they have to pin the blame on Imogen and Tabby to save themselves. Minnie is very much against this, but Aaron is like, "Mm, well. I feel like it wouldn't be super selfish for them to like not rat them out or anything. But it's also like, they aren't innocent themselves either, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. Because one of them mentioned, I think it's Mouse, that is like, are we turning on our friends like that? And Fair's like, well, are they really our friends? Like, we don't know each other. They really don't owe each other loyalty. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, pretty obvious. They've known each other for a couple days. But also, they were included in the vote to say, yes, show the video to everyone at the theater they're not 100% innocent but I get where they're coming from and like I don't shit on them for it mm-hmm. that's true I also uh, I also think like um you know they're not they've only known each other for a little bit the only reason why they're even friends is because they all got in trouble for this like similar reasons they were all framed but again that also does lead to like the whole reason you guys are friends is because of this thing that you guys did so you guys aren't innocent and i have no idea who said this but um i wrote down i think we're we all feel guilty and i was like okay victoria sisters i don't know who said that <laughs> i should have written down but when is it oh, oh it was it was i think it was farin farin said that i also thought the same thing <laughs> i think we all um, but at the end of this, Mouse says that maybe it's a testing them and their loyalty. Um, and Farron's like, yeah, but it was Emerson's idea. Noah then tells them that she's more afraid of the sheriff than A. So that's kind of how that little conversation wraps up. No, but I was thinking that shit too. Like, what if A is like doing this on like, not on purpose because I don't think A has anything to do with this, but A is observing. And yeah. I feel like if they turn on each other, that's already going to be something wrong in A's eyes or something. Like A has something prepared for them for when they do turn on each other or something. 
It might make things easier for for A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get what you mean because A killed Karen and Kelly, whoever she is, um, be, for being a bully, right? And then the text said something like, "One bully down, five to go," and it this would make Noah, Farron, and Mouse look bad in the eyes of A. So yeah, it could be a test in some ways. In the next scene, we have Tabby setting up the camera at Angela's memorial. And I'm really curious what time of day this is because two of them are in the middle of like a passing period. <laughs> um, Tabby is setting up the camera at Angela's memorial and she and Imogen are frightened by Sydney who walks in and confesses that she goes there from time to time to pay her respects. That's true. What's <laughs> That is confusing of what time how day it is. Because I feel like as a mom, like if I were the mom, mm-hmm. if I were Sydney and I were to walk in during the school day and see my daughter there, the first thing I'd ask would be like, why aren't you at school? All this trouble you've been getting into and now you're with this girl that I should have never accepted to stay at my house because look at what she's she's making you ditch school. Besides all the horrible things she's already made you do. Or not made you, but like in her eyes, maybe made her do. Mm-hmm. Now you're ditching school with her. Yeah, we really should have gotten a time of day here because it could very easily just be like right after school. Um, but even then, it's like I I do see what you mean by Sydney would be concerned about Imogen's influence on Tabby. And another thing that um sticks out to me here is that I think it's very telling of Sydney's character that she goes there and pays her respects to Angela. Because um, when we did see the flashback, it was Davy who was like, well, ignore her. Like, don't talk to her. We've been through this. And Angela runs to Sydney and asks her for help. Almost like if Sydney was the one who was closest to Angela and probably the nicest one out of that friend group. Yeah. And then um, I think it's after this scene, actually, where... Sydney goes, your mom was nicest to her out of all of us. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm, based off everything we've seen, it doesn't seem like that. Your mom was the fucking worst from what we've seen. Yeah, it's like your mom was a bitch, to be honest. But again, I, I understand not talking ill of the dead. But... Yeah, but there's some dead that you can talk you could have You could have just been, she could have simply been like, oh, you know, like, Angela was a lot closer to me than she was to your mom. And we are back at literally the only restaurant in this town. Um, And Sydney is explaining to them who Angela was. She says that she was a classmate that they befriended, but she was very damaged. Um, She had no father and a mentally ill mother. Um, And she tells them that when the clock hit midnight on New Year's, Angela jumped, everyone fled. And then two days later, her body was discovered and ruled a suicide. But no one came forward and no one ever spoke of their rave again. And she said that she still goes there to pay her respects from time to time and ask them what they were doing there. Imogen tells her that she was trying to figure out what happened to her mom. And Tabby's like, yeah, I was just being a supportive friend because Imogen shows her the flyer that her mom received and asks if she felt guilty about what happened to Angela. And that's when she says the whole thing of like, your mom was the kind of soul. It's like, mm, was she? Um, but she does say that she's going to talk to her former circle to see if they have been sent a flyer or if they know anything about it. 
Tabby arrives at Wes's home and is later in the night. He has a candlelit dinner living room space thing set up. Um, and he's like, yeah, we should start a movie night. Um, today we can watch this Italian film. I'll get dinner started. And it's like, ooh, a thousand red flags. That was so creepy. And it's like, I cannot believe he can't read the room. Or it's like, look at her face. She's scared of you. Yeah, she's very clearly uncomfortable. Which I like that they're not romanticizing him and making it seem like this behavior is okay. Marlene King and Ezra Fitz could never. But it's like, well, he can't be that clueless, can he? And then he was encouraging her to drink more. Because she had served herself like a glass and she started drinking it. And then he came over and then he's like, make sure to, make sure to um, fill your cup or something. Thanks, sir. What are you putting in these drinks? No, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Cause after um, she started drinking, she like it looked like everything was moving slow for her. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh hell nah! Like, did he just roofie her? Like, bro, you better run. No, yeah. So we have Sean knocking at Noah knocking on Noah's door, and he. She was like, I thought you were mad at me. He explains that he wasn't mad, but he's concerned and scared for her and her drug problem. But Noah's like, yeah, I didn't fail my drug test. I never even took drugs to begin with. It was actually her covering for her mom, who was the true drug user. Uh, Sean is shocked, rightfully so, I think, um, and asks what kind of mother allows a daughter to keep the flock of hat. And she responds with a desperate one because her mom could have lost everything. And can I just say, fuck Noah's mom. No, yeah. Like, mm. I thought the same thing, but the thing is, the thing is, it kind of contradicted the past episodes where her mom has been like, really, you're smoking again? Really, you're doing this again? Like, Knowing that she never even did that, knowing that it was her the whole time. Oh, you're right. I thought the way she said it was like, you don't want to hang around these bad people because they could be a bad influence to you. And maybe like her mom's like, I don't want you to take up these habits because I know how hard they are. Um, but it does feel it does feel very displaced, like her anger and her almost discipline actions towards Noah because Noah has done nothing wrong so far Mm -hmm. so it just feels like man maybe you shouldn't be the one talking right now Um, and then I guess at the end of this Noah and Sean get back together again did they break up I don't know (laughs) they broke up no I don't know if they were just mad at each other or like they were it did it did seem like they broke up yeah but I think now they're kind of back together (laughs) Or maybe they're over their anger. I don't know. Um, also, like, if I was... uh, It was Sean, right? Yes. I wouldn't just easily believe... Believe Noah. She's like, those weren't my drugs. Those were my mom's. Like, really, bitch? Your mom would put you through this? I don't believe you. I'm gonna leave. I, I came to speak with you about the truth, and now you're lying to me? I'm I'm out of here. That would have been my reaction. 
if someone told me like even if you guys, like if you guys have something like no those are my parents drugs like i like you went to juvie your mom didn't even try stopping them your mom didn't even try it like i don't believe that bro you don't know what my mom the truth gonna... tell me the truth please it would take a little bit more than just a little story time to convince me no points are made points are made um because he he did switch up very easily from being like super upset at her and like not believing her when she was like yeah i don't actually i didn't actually relapse to him being like oh i 100 percent, i believe you you're right you're right um oh i almost skipped the part uh so tabby this is when tabby begins to panic when she sees roses and candles and uh Wes is like rambling on about stuff so she's like oh I got a fucking bib she she looks um around finds the thumb drive in like a nearby basket grabs it and then runs out when Wes has her his back toward her dude Wes is like I don't know Wes is pathetic like that's a good word to use yeah because I don't know like this much effort for a minor a minor who has no interest in you. Yes. Who looks uncomfortable. Like, okay, not to validate groomers here, but like if you're gonna groom someone, at least get someone who's interested in you. Do you know what I mean? Like Tabby's not into it. <laughs> and maybe that's a good thing that he found one that's not gonna let her. But he can't take a fucking clue. Take no. a hit, bro. Talking about Victoria Justice. It was a great song off Victorious. It is the next day, Thursday, and it is the day of the funeral. Um, Martha, who is Kelly and Karen's mom, is clearly going through it. So Kelly's like, okay, you know what? Let's take you outside. Um, and then she ends up seeing Imogen and Imogen says that she's sorry for what happened. Uh, Kelly's like, oh yeah, I invited Imogen. You know, we used to be friends. And Mrs. Beasley goes off and calls her shameless and prays hell for her child um, and wishes that it would get taken away from her like Karen did from her and it was like oh my god woman but Imogen does run away by the end of that I don't know what else she expected I I don't know what else she expected to be honest I feel like maybe if I would have gotten a text message, it would have texted and been like, is, are your parents okay with this? Because your dad's trying to put me in jail. Like, are you sure? Um, I would have expected that from her dad. I was kind of shocked from her mom. Um, no, like, I, well, I guess that's because she hasn't seen the mom's reaction. Like, the mom's reaction has been very normal of a grieving mom. Mm-hmm. But she hasn't, she's only seen the dad's reaction. But it's still like I was like, what were you expecting to happen for them to be like, thank you so much for coming after, you know, allegedly bullying my daughter, humiliating her, leading her to cure herself. Thank you. What I thought was shocking was that Imogen tried to speak to her. Like, if you're gonna go, just like stay like kind of far from them, um, because things aren't looking. Like, watch from the back. Yeah. But still, like that reaction, that I don't think is acceptable by any means. Um, like I get it; she's going through it, but also to be like, 
I hope your kid goes to hell. I hope you lose your kid too. Like yeah, that was fuck, that woman. was uh, far. But again, Ooh, she's grieving. I mean, this is like if I was Imogen, I don't even think I would have showed up in the first in the first place. Mm, yeah, I don't think I would have either. Because I was like, I feel like that's who was she going for? Like, I feel like she should have known that her presence wasn't wanted or required there. Mm-hmm. Like, she, if anything, she was just going to be there to piss off the parents. That's why, like, when, like, Kelly or Karen invited her, I was like, why is she doing this? Is she doing it because she actually cares or, like, does she want something to that happened i mean i guess she she cared about karen they were friends but it, it's like you have to take the context and what people are going to say about her being there mm-hmm. we're going to react so now we are in imogen's bedroom and she tells the girls about what happened um imogen tells them that her plan is to at the hearing is to say that it was her fault like she wants to take the blame for it but tabby refuses and is like well i also wait hold up what oh no tabby says that she volunteers to take the blame because she's the one who has the thumb drive um and mouse is like well you know what we're all kind of responsible for it um and noah says like yeah we're in this together no matter what Farron agrees so now they're kind of all back to being one team instead of wanting to turn on each other wait and then Noah asked for the for the flash drive right yes Noah asked for the flash drive from Tabby because she's gonna flush it down the toilet I didn't see her flush anything no, I don't think not. she is I th- like when when I saw that scene I was like mm, she's not gonna do that uh-huh. And especially the, the face that Minnie gave her. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you you snakes. Um, you, I didn't take you it mouse. like you mouse. I know a lot of people did were theorizing like, oh yeah, no one's gonna fucking turn on them at some point. Um, I feel like she's keeping it just in case. That's true. But like still. No, but yeah, it just crossed my mind for a second. I was like, since we didn't see it, we don't know if it happened. So they could bring it back at a later time. Or they could be like, no, she was being truthful. So could go either way. Mm-hmm. So at the Beasley residence, um, Mrs. Beasley drops a glass by accident. Um, Kelly tries to confront confront her and um, she's like, I got it. Mr. Beasley enters very drunk and asking who broke it starts kind of like a little bit of an argument. Um, he places a hand on his wife's shoulder and is like, yes, Karen was ripped away from us. So he's kind of making it worse. Like, bro, um, let her like deal with it without you ha- having her, without her having you and her ear all the time. Kelly mentions how they must feel sorry but he's reminding them that they aren't and that they will suffer for the rest of their lives for what they did to Karen. Um, Kelly's kind of confused and has like a look in her eyes almost of disbelief. Um, And her father reveals that tomorrow they're going to be expelled and then jail, so help him or whatever. Um, Because they took 
away your sister's life and we will take theirs. And by the time I'm through with them, they're going to wish they were dead. The the whole five of those little lying bitches. And then Kelly grabs a piece of glass and it cuts into her hand. The floor is then filled with little droplets of blood. Well, she crushes it or tries to crush it, which was weird. It's like you could have made your point without doing that. But whatever. Um, but yeah, I did I did just find like this scene like um very remorseful in Kelly's place. Because mm-hmm. I feel like hearing the way her dad was talking about the people responsible for her sister's death, knowing that it was her idea in the first place for either one of them to be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, this to me was the moment that I felt like there could be a possible redemption arc for Kelly's character. Um, and very clearly seeing that the villain in this story is Beasley. Like no matter if there is any, that he was going to be at the center of probably equal to as many problems for the girls. Did they have that in the older one? Um, they had Detective Wilden, who would also who was also like very shady, and but he ended up having like a thing with Allison at one point when she was younger. So he was another pedo in the land of Rosewood, um, and he was his target was mostly Hannah because Hannah was caught shoplifting. So then Hannah's mom would sleep with him so that he wouldn't turn her in. So his his main target was Hannah, but he did mess with them all at some point. He tries to blame Allison's murder on Spencer at one point. So yeah, there is an equivalent there. But I think Detective Darren like Wilden had less screen time than Sheriff Beasley. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that I can think of, like the difference. Oh, okay. This is another thing that I wrote down. His word choices stood out to me a lot. Um, and you know how, like, in the previous episode, we saw him taking advantage of that, like, boy from the community service? Yeah. I feel like this is going to be something that ends up coming back. Like, his... Okay, I found his word choices very interesting when he refers to them as, like, um, those little lying bitches. And then that he says they're going to wish they're dead. I think it showed his almost... What's the word that I'm looking for? Because you know how in episode one we saw him taking advantage of the boy from the community service? Yeah. Yeah. It left me a very like icky feeling um that he probably is either gonna like murder someone or has raped someone, or maybe just like general a danger to women <laughs> and maybe men too, like just by his word choice and like the way that he was acting, like people he's not someone that people would be safe around. Friday, the girls and their guardians are in a in a classroom. Corey advises them to keep quiet and let her do all the talking because you know she's a lawyer. She knows what to say, what not to say. Principal Clinton arrives and is announcing that the disciplinary hearing was postponed because Kelly came up to him and admitted that Karen was in the rafters intending to harm Imogen and provided evidence. So they're off the hook. Um, because Imogen asked for the bucket, but Principal Clayton was like, mm, you know what? 
let's just call it an accident. We can move on from this. Um, and they're no longer going to be expelled because of it. I wonder why she did it. Like, I feel like this this makes me believe even more that it might be, like, Karen. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, how is Sheriff Beasley going to react to all of this? Because he's so set on, like, putting them in jail and making them, like, suffer in some in some way. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I was like, this can't be good for Kelly. Like, he is now going to blame solely her for Karen's death. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah I don't know I okay so I'm trying to think about what I had thought something specifically about the scene and I can't remember and I didn't write in my notes but it was basically about how I just thought it was very weird that the girls looked so happy and like their parents too even after I feel like even then I would have still been as like if I were one of the moms, I would have still been like, yeah, you're still not off the hook because you still bullied and humiliated that girl. As much as like she started it, you, she only reacted because you guys did something. Yeah, it just it just didn't seem very parental, you know. I get that they were relieved, but even like even during relief, my mom would not have been like oh this is so good she would have still been like yeah this is good but still yeah i agree um that didn't catch my eye the first time to be honest and i guess it does make sense that they're relieved but maybe be less happy that their classmates dead (laughs) i right that's that was very odd to me the girls can't believe that kelly changed had a change of heart and confessed. Imogen says that she isn't the monster that they think she is. And she probably just feels awful. Um, and she mentions her mom's death again and how she killed herself, presumably out of overwhelming guilt. Um, and Sydney visits Angela's shrine out of guilt. So that there has to be more that the moms aren't telling them. This is also at the pizza place once again, because the pizza place is the only place that people go to in this town. <laughs> Um, and this is something that I think is the most unless you get something something out about this, do you? Mm, I don't think. So. Wait, where did they go? The pizza place. Oh, I think the shrine. No, no, no. That she mentions how Sydney still goes to visit the shrine out of guilt. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't even remember this part. It was a very short scene, I believe. Um, the next scene is the one that catches my eye. Um, and it is Mouse at home and LED knocks on her door and gives her back the electronics that she took away from her and is like, you'll get the rest when you're done with detention. And she explains to her daughter that she can't go through all of that pain again. And Mouse assures her that she won't. Um, and that, to me, was the scene that stood out to me the most out of the entire episode. I don't know if you guys want to ha- have anything to say about it before I go. Wait, so are they speaking about the dance? Like, do they know? What do you mean? Like, so like Mouse and all of them, like they know that their moms had something to do with it, right? Yes. Okay, got, okay, got, got it. 
Um, I don't know. I the only reason why that one stood out to me was just because it was very like random. No one else was shown being given like being kind of ungrounded. Mm-hmm. I guess I just thought it was very like very random. Okay. A little random little scene. This one to me went back 100% to the kidnapping theory because I don't know if you guys have noticed but in the intro where you see like the credits and stuff there's a there's a missing poster of mouse and when her mom says I can't go through all of that pain of having her taken away from her all over again that's where my mind went that was like maybe mouse was kidnapped as a child and that's why her parents are so overprotective or maybe they lost a child somehow and that's why she can't bear the pain of losing mouse in any way. Wait, and then also when she was having her smoking sesh, didn't she kind of almost talk about like the shit that she's been through? Yeah, she said she had a lot of childhood trauma. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was why that scene really stood out to me. And I was like, okay, something definitely happened there, and we'll probably learn about it more in time to come because you can't just drop a line like that have a missing poster in the intro and then have it mean nothing yeah okay so the next scene is Corey is preparing to leave and she is saying goodbye to her ex-husband and her daughter she advises her daughter to move with her but um she's parents like no i'm back in the class as the black swan all is good I don't have anything for that scene specifically. I don't know if you guys do. I don't either. I don't either. I didn't think much of it. Just again, like... This is not the pizza place, right? No, this is in her house. This is in Corey's... uh, Farron and her mom, her dad, at their house. No, yeah, I also didn't have anything about this scene either. Okay. Um, The next one is... Imogen and Kelly, and they are in like this little park swing thing. And Kelly apologizes for her mother's actions and they bond over their losses. Imogen thanks her for speaking up for them and then like taking the blame and stuff. Um, Kelly then ends up confirming that she was going to try to pull Carrie on Imogen, and thus Karen's death is her fault. Um, and then she starts crying and like collapses into Imogen's arms and Imogen's comforting her. That one I think does just confirm that Kelly feels very guilty for what happened. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't know I didn't write anything else down for that. I did also think about like how guilty she did seem mm-hmm. because it was again like her idea. And whichever one of the sisters it is, again, like, they both, they both have something to feel guilty about. If it's, like, Karen, because if there was, like, a switch and it's Karen, then Karen would feel guilty about, like, I should have been up there. It was supposed to be my revenge. I should have been the one. Kelly had already done her part by giving me the idea. Um, and then this is going to be the final scene. The girls are gathered in front of 
Charlie, Karen's grave, I guess. Whoever, whichever twin is the dead one. <laughs> um, and they're making kind of like their own little eulogies to her. Imogen starts, Tabby joins in, and it's like, we'll never do anything like that again. Nella says that she didn't know her nonetheless, but she threw really lit party, so good for her. Mouse tells her that she didn't deserve what happened to her, and she wished that they could one day coexist. Baron starts off by like, Karen, I didn't like you, <laughs> but um, I'm not happy that you're gone. And she says that she's sorry for how they hurt her. Um, Farron being the boldest as always but I have nothing to say about that part really I don't know if you guys do I like that she was truthful yeah it's like brutally honest but I like it Um, and then at the end of that the closing the last last scene is them looking back and seeing that A is sitting in a red van and Mouse is like, we're all seeing this, right? So then they like hold on to each other and they're like, what's going to happen next? Like a fear grasp from another. And that is the end of the episode. Anything to add there? I don't. I don't have anything, but I feel like we should say something. Yeah. I like I like that that last scene. I I did like that last scene because they all had very again realistic reactions. Mm-hmm. Where they were like, uh, are you guys where I feel like as much as I would have I would have also stayed still and then ran mm-hmm. or then slowly start walking away. But like I felt like the reactions were very realistic in this scene where they were all Especially, I think it was Mouse who was grabbing onto someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So grabbing instead onto of him. instead of like, instead of like in other shows where they're like, let's approach him, let's go check it out. <laughs> hey, you're right. Um, and like you said, um, that Mouse clings onto someone. Me being fucking Minoa Stan over here, I was like, oh my god, yes, hold on to each other. Do I watch TV shows for ships? A lot of the time, fuck yeah, I do. I don't even care at this point. They're not going to get together. I know they're not, but like, let me clown for a little bit. I'm just realizing right now, it says it's a red van. By any chance, is it the same red van that was in the place where Imogen was? Um, When she snuck into that one thing? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I don't think it is because... I think the one that she was in was already like broken down. Yeah, I don't think, I think it, was. it was brown too. I'm trying to look for I don't think it is, but that just caught my eye because it because I'm reading off the like the wiki page and it says that it was a red band. So it's like oh. interesting that you like detail the color because I don't think any other time they detail certain colors like that. It would have been cool if it was, but I don't think it was. Thanks for tuning in. We were the Millwood Melodrama Podcast. I'm Fatima. I'm Jasmine. Make sure to rate and review. Tell your friends. Do all the things. I'm Leslie. We'll see you again next Monday. Kisses. <laughs>